2: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zeppound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
0: The following is a presentation of the Four
3: Center podcast feed.
4: From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsa.
1: I'm Joseph Scrimshaw,
4: and we're still filling in for Jennifer Landa, Who's <laughs> talking about? Uh, we are here for Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. It is back, that superstar destroyer, and we're here to talk today about Ray. Answering the hero's call. We're going to dive into that Ray Age of Resistance comic. We took that deep dive into Snoke, which also meant we took the deep dive into Kylo and Ben. And we figure Ray, Joseph,
1: she deserves the spotlight as well. Absolutely. And this Ray comic had like a big side of Leia, the same way the Snoke one had a big side of Kylo. I can't wait to talk specifically about the latest. Yes, yeah. there. Uh, we're going to get into that, but today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.
4: Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash 4Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And a little bit later, we'll have our 4Center recommends in audiobook we think you should try out on us. Uh, we always like to catch up on Star Wars or Life Adventures. It's been a busy time for both of us, I know which is a good thing to have in this town. But uh, any good life adventures? Star Wars uh, fun?
1: I haven't had a lot of Star Wars adventures because most of my Star Wars adventures are reading things or looking at things for Force Center. So we talk about (laughs) (laughs) our adventures. I haven't had any extracurricular Star Wars adventures. I've played a little bit of Battlefront 2. There's always something funny. I I was playing uh, uh, the Starfighter Assault, and I was Han in Chewie's Millennium Falcon. The yep. the voice actor for Han, great. Yeah. Uh and there was there's one thing he was like, Come on, come on, keep it together. Uh and it was triggered wrong. So I was shot down. The Falcon entirely exploded. And then like <laughs> beat, beat. Come on, come on, hold it together. I'm like Too late, Han. Too late.
4: <laughs> Han's force ghost would say. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. My only uh, life adventure is the the Emmys last night. I watched yeah. the Emmys and I did some live tweeting. Right. And one of the tweets uh, went a little viral. Uh, so that's always just a weird experience because of the number of comments you get. Yes, uh, all great. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you, sometimes they're like, "Oh man, I, whoa, I, yeah. I was I wasn't ready for that political tweet to go viral. I need to clear my schedule. This was just <laughs> a dumb thing." About uh, you, did you see the Emmys? I don't want to spoil. Anything I did for watch
4: you. the Emmys, or at least it was on while I was doing some work. And uh, yeah, and Grace uh, gets her Super Bowl, so okay. we, we definitely watch it. Yeah. So
1: you saw how Jason Bateman as a director single-handedly beat the entire <laughs> yes. final season of game of thrones right yes yes, yes. <laughs> he had that he just it utterly looked like michael bluth oh yeah, know, yeah, yeah i just couldn't believe it because he just had the like what yeah. <laughs> this isn't I, I wasn't even paying attention why so i just tweeted a of development joke yeah. and uh, it took off but like just before we started recording you get the weird notifications because somebody is responding to a response you didn't even see but you're right. still tagged in it so I'm starting to get these angry tweets of, like the f are you talking about? I'm like, what the hell are you thinking? We shut up and talk about saving the OA. I'm like, what are you? What? And then I realized that Netflix itself had responded to me with an obscure joke about a different movie that Laura Linney did, because Laura Linney is in the background of the photo I tweeted. And then I've got all of these. OA stands. Who are just like if Netflix tweets anything, they're going to yell at Netflix about saving the OA. So it's just like, man, you, you peel the layers of culture, and there's just more and more onion there always. It's uh, it's always fun to be recognized.
4: But. <laughs> Therein lies the problem. Yeah, I did see that tweet. Very funny. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Michael Bluth. Uh, I can't help but look at my, him and see Michael Bluth, so it makes sense. Especially
1: I, when he makes Michael Bluth faces. Yeah. yeah.
4: I've always, uh, Having watched you live tweet a Super Bowl, and uh, you're you're so great at live tweeting, but watching you on the draw with your camera getting screenshots <laughs> is one of my memories of that. And yeah, I can only imagine you getting the Emmys going there.
1: Yeah, had some fun with that. How about you? What are your Star Wars indoor life adventures? You know,
4: uh, much like you, my Star Wars adventures include uh, homework for us, which is fun. Uh, and also, this. So we're going to be looking at Alphabet Squadron finally. People yeah. are, are, are reminding us, don't forget about that book. And we're definitely not. And I did the reread of the first chapter because I picked that up and then Black Spire came out and I, right. let's catch up. And I I, I I thought, and I love Alexander Freed, right? I was just like, oh man, I... Oh, this is going to be a slog, baby, and not and not the. It wasn't even bad about the chapter of just like another Star Wars book. I, I'm now 100 pages in. Oh, grabbed you right away. Just huh? grabbed me. There's nice. somebody so excited to talk about that. that. That's kind of been the Star Wars adventure uh, in my life. Um, and uh, you know, uh, I, I I I've been watching. You know, you and I were talking. I've been watching more sports and stuff lately because for a little side job I have and and kind of enjoying not having some of the toxic sides around. Not that sports is perfect. Um, <laughs> But, you know, in talking with some friends, I'm like, I still, to this day, I, I, I sit and just watch Star Wars. Yeah. You know, and, and that, that will never go away. And I love refining that joy. And I'm looking forward to, uh, it's on my calendar for a future life adventure to watch Solo again. Yeah, just to watch it. Just to watch it. For no other reason. Just to reason. dig and, yeah. and, and that's a little reminder I had this weekend, too. So, yeah, uh, that's all I did. Other than that, work, a family reunion uh, in Menifee, California, which is... Uh, far enough away from LA to make it a, <laughs> a long three hour plus journey one way. So a lot of time to think about things and
1: star Wars and, and, and all the, all the things we love. So Just barreling down the highway, <laughs> contemplating life. That was your life. Adventure. I wish I was barreling, <laughs> <laughs> crawling down the highway. Inland empire. I don't know
4: how many people, I don't know why, how many people live there and how many people live. It's insane. We yeah. always talk about LA and Hollywood and you and I traveling back and forth between our houses. It can get bad, man. A lot of people, it is truly like moss Eisley's out there.
1: Yeah, we are a stone's throw away compared to some of those distances <laughs> yeah. out there.
4: So anyways, that's my life of, uh, adventure. Uh, stuck in traffic, contemplating Star Wars. <laughs> but we're going to dive into our Star Wars news, our headlines. Yep, yeah, it's a landmine of spoilers and weird theories and leaks, uh, toy footage and toy pictures. Trying to avoid that as best we can, but uh, we got some headlines. Including, well, I guess this one... When I dug into it a little bit more, because I had just seen it in passing, it's, uh, whoopsie.
1: It was officially released for a short time and then revoked, right?
4: <laughs> Seems like
1: it. But it's out there now. It's you can't put there. that genie back in the bottle. You
4: can't. Uh, a writer for Star Wars Insider, Jay Stobie, tweeted out a cover of the upcoming episode. And I've got his tweet here, because you can't find the tweet, but there's a website with a, with a screenshot. He wrote, Whoa, check out the covers for Star Wars Insider issue 194. Ray is on the newsstand cover left, while Kylo Ren is on the comic store cover right. I wrote a, f- a fan article about coping with life after Skywalker that's mentioned <laughs> in the issue's previous description. And he's got a picture. And the one that got really, you know, Caught up is that, uh, or, or, or sort of went more viral at least for me on my feed was the Kylo Ren First Order side. Yeah, and we know there's a Ray side, and and that maybe we're going to talk about that second or just about a Christmas calendar. Anyways, so the picture remains. It's our, a, a first real kind of clear view of Kylo's rebuilt helmet. The Knights of Ren, a a trooper like a, like one of those crate troopers with a cape. So there's a lot. Here, including yeah. throwing in the race side, Joseph, well, what what stands out to you? What do you like? What you, what your, what's your head at with this oops daisy
1: I think I like just seeing it as a, 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 an uh, illustration of the faction of the First mm-hmm. Order uh, because it's cool to see – Characters that we know in, in images that have been revealed, like the TIE dagger, right. I believe is on the cover of the uh, Visual Dictionary that's coming out, right? Right. And of course, we got a lot of just different Sith trooper imagery out there, but to see them all together, we got a trooper that looks very similar to lots of different First Order troopers, looks right. similar to the Snow Trooper, to the recently revealed Jet Trooper, but this one's got a cape. Yeah. Cape trooper? Cape. Just plain old cape trooper, just the trooper who's (laughs) badass enough to have a cape. The Krennic division. (laughs) The Krennic division, yeah. You got the Sith trooper and the Krennic trooper. I (laughs) like that, because they got a white cape. Kylo's helmet, it's always fun to see more of, but I think that we often say this when our friend Chris Taylor, Mm -hmm. who wrote that great book, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, when he talks about how Disney Star Wars conquered the universe, who gets some history straight... Kylo's helmet, it keeps popping like, ooh, we're seeing it for the first time. It was, there was a massive image of it on the floor at Star Wars Celebration. That's true. Because they revealed some of the toy box art. Right. And he is the key figure. Like, usually in Star Wars, it's a bad guy who's the key figure of the card packaging. Right. Uh, They went a little bit of a different direction with Last Jedi, but, you know, usually that's the case. Uh, So there was a big old picture that shattered glowing red helmet which i love i totally forgot
4: about that actually yeah
1: but yeah i love it and i I love it just as a you know what i think part of it is we we get into the speculation we get into the themes Mm -hmm. this is just some of that like day-to-day come you know october november december you're gonna be walking around and there's gonna be pillows there's gonna be (sighs) you know shower curtains there's gonna be nikes it's just gonna have there's gonna be valentines in february that have these exact kind of images this is getting into like this is what the day-to-day you like Star Wars and you're walking down Target, the kind of yeah. stuff you're going to see.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I do want a Valentine with a tie dagger on it there. That would be <laughs> awesome. There. Yeah, as far as what stands out for me in this, everything you say, you say I, I echo. I love that behind Kylo, there's like a sun or a star, which a sun is a star, by the way. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Uh it, it, with some TIE fighters flying out of it that reminds me a lot of the Force Awakens imagery. Yeah. Uh, JJ loves uh, shooting ships on the planets in the sky not in space. Uh, I, I like that a lot. I really, that cape trooper whatever it is this uh, crate flame trooper whatever with <laughs> with a cape I don't know or, or if his name's uh, you know Bob uh, cape trooper <laughs> and he's important. Um, KP McFlame. Cape, yeah. Uh, I really like the image and the knights are running there. I... I I am excited to see what they do with the Knights of Ren. Oh, God, yeah. On record to say I didn't miss them at 8, meaning this movie ended, I went, oh, yeah, they weren't there. Uh, But I had been looking forward to more of them going into 8, and so I'm I'm there 9, that's a good shot.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that axe that keeps popping up, which we haven't talked about, which is clearly either the same or the same kind of axe that is by the Mandalorian Rally Armor in Solo and Dryden Voss's office, which is like sometimes when, you know, fans do the especially youtube who are trying to get hits yes. do the zoom in circle arrow i'm like eh, okay, yeah okay yeah, yeah. yes yes that could be a potato or slave one <laughs> great but this one is That's like fun. yeah it does look like the same axe and i'm really i'm really uh looking forward to even if this is just a sort of Hey, this is from the story group. There's no big narrative thing. It's not right. a clue to anything. It's just a cool thing. Maybe there'll be a book that's followed the axe, from Dryden to Knight <laughs> of Ran, you know? Right. That even if it's just that kind of thing for us more uh deep level Star Wars fans, I'm still excited about it because it's a fun, cool connection.
4: Absolutely. I'm right there with you. It's it's uh solo was a movie that had a lot of little nods, and so I think it's kind of fun to have that nod back in Yeah, you're right. You side by side. It's Plagueis' staff for sure, um, <laughs> but yeah, no. I hope I actually I hope it doesn't have too much meaning. Yeah, I hope it's just one of those little flavor things. And uh, you know, I, the night that night of Ren isn't going to be like, do you enjoy my
1: Mandalorian rally armor staff? Like, <laughs> it, I got it from Dryden <laughs> Voss's office after he was killed by Kira, and then
4: dot dot dot. <laughs> but uh, uh, I do like the look of it. Now, up at the corner, left hand side, we saw a blue blade, and that's uh, uh, where we go to the. Ray side, the good guys, the force side, and uh, I don't have that one up right here on this little article. Uh, it might turn it, it. might have something to do with a, a, a an advent calendar a Christmas calendar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the shot some, I saw said "Merry Christmas."
1: Somebody, yeah, some in in what it, be, it looks like impact font. So mm-hmm. very. Uh, <laughs> I do use impact font a lot. So it yeah. makes an impact uh, <laughs> on many levels. Yeah, uh, in. Yeah, that the advent calendar is again like to me is like it's exciting because it's, this is the kind of merch we're seeing. But but yeah. I did see some people reacting to some of the characters not being present, and mm-hmm. like, hey, great if that's true. If uh, if a major character is missing from a lot of the merch, then right. that's a reason I think to have a big discussion about it. Yeah. But I also just think that we should probably take a a deep breath and wait uh, to see how things work out once we're not just looking at a potentially leaked first draft. Yeah, of one product.
4: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah,
1: wow. Yeah, it, it could, I, I, could be. Could be a b- bad sign of things to come. Of omitting a character. Yes, and not. I, I understand yeah. that. Yeah. but there's also like we we we. Not everything is a tea leaf to be read.
4: I just sometimes wish we could go back to 2014 and even tell myself, your excitement is awesome. Your joy, Ken, is great. Don't worry. Not every line is going to be connected because i i got hooked into that a lot of us got hooked in that and no fault of anyone it's fun to speculate fun to speculate but now at this point it's safe to say like you just said the tea leaves don't read them all this cape trooper is not really palpatine it's you know it's just enjoy (laughs) the images as they come yeah so uh, that's that story there. But we got uh, this one here from uh, Marvel Star Wars. It was announced a bit ago that the main line will end in November, uh, but they announced this week an epilogue to it all. Star Wars Empire Ascendant will be a supersized one-shot. That's like 56 56- pages a lot of different authors wrote stories uh, sort of t- take place after uh the end of the main line uh and we'll find the rebels building literally building echo base on hoth vader will be looking for him and we'll also deal with the fates of dr afra and berlert valance uh from the target vader series which i, I have only one issue and i haven't picked it up i don't know why it's not in my stack i'll have to go to my shop and yeah, figure yeah that one hasn't been super on my radar uh, the first issue was, it was good, had Dengar in it, right? Yeah, we're good, okay. we're good. You know? um, but Dr. Afra, I've read everyone, and I love Afra as a character. The comic has been up and down for me personally, but I always enjoy it because the Aphra character is just, just great. Sometimes yeah. the story gets really wacky uh, good, sometimes it gets wacky bad. But uh, this is where we're at, uh, and uh, this is all ending. Well, actually, actually the Afra series... Not necessarily ending, no official word, but the fortieth issue is due in December, and the log line for it does read as if Afra is ending, so this is going to be her right. fate revealed in this comic.
1: So. and this is yeah this that was straight from starwars dot com right correct. that bit of uh, of text saying her fate correct, which seems like that means wrapping it up very yeah. I would take it as that, yeah, <laughs> take it as that. Um, and uh, the
4: Target Vader series was always going to wrap up. It was a short, uh, short little series there. So, Joseph, I know uh, you fell off the comics a bit. you're, I you're not alone in this. I'm
1: on my iPad, yeah. and I'm not. I am about halfway through the ru- entire run of the Star Wars okay. mainline series. Okay. So, well, what about issue 35 40 range right around there i think maybe a little bit earlier i think i just read um all of yoda's adventures through kenobi's journal so maybe a little bit earlier okay okay uh after series you didn't dive into i have not but it's all on my ipad too honestly the comics are just a matter of time time yeah of like when can i possibly i mean talk about life adventures my day to day life adventure is going how can i possibly read or watch all of the things i want to you have to choose <laughs> yeah. i have to and three. then revisit the things that i love yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. yeah so that i mean for me star wars comics is like yeah hey i i can only i only have so much reading time even even though comics are quick read and you know, last week
4: uh, covering the Snoke one and this one uh, covering the ray i bought them digitally which is something i don't normally do and that keeps me from getting to my shop's a little far from me now but i'm loyal to a shop that's what uh, us comic collectors are and uh I get so behind on it, and I just—I'll choose a Saturday afternoon. Let me get yeah. through seven of them, um, but yeah, that's—that's that's not. I, I don't want to. it Has nothing to do with the quality. No, um, though I have some not issues. It just—it's gone comic booky, which shocker it's a comic <laughs> book so i guess the question i have for you is 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 what do you think the the marvel mainline series will be remembered for as best you can tell halfway through the series but you've definitely been up to date on what's going
1: on yeah i think if there's one moment i think it's gonna be that early on moment of boba fett telling mm-hmm. vader that the kid who blew up the death star is skywalker and right. seeing that just the great comic book storytelling And that crack in the glass is really powerful, really well done. So in terms of just like a moment, um, I guess subjectively for me, I think it might be remembered for uh, these are your first steps, Disney Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) because, you you know, when they took over, I think we were going to be quick to forget. They're like look, yeah, the prequels were financially successful, but mixed opinions on them at that time right. when they're relaunching everything, and they relaunched so hard to classic trilogy, right? The mainline yes. comic was classic trilogy. The first episode of Rebels is basically like, hey, 40-year-olds, do you remember this? Yeah. Like, it, it, I, Again, that's not a criticism. Yeah, it was yeah. just a really solid choice of, let's go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. And I think it went back to the, the basics in interesting ways in that, it did go back to the original characters mm-hmm. in sort of an original timeline fun space. They had room to do cool things like that Vader moment. Right. But then I think, is, as you were saying, it did become very comic booky. of like, yep. okay, it's fun to have adventures with these characters, but only so many adventures can be a seminal turning point. Right? Right. Particularly when narratively, the movie is the most, Im- what happens to Han and Leia's relationship. Yeah. is the most important in empire strikes back yeah what happens to luke's understanding of the force is the most important in empire strikes back vader and luke's relationship has to be the most important you know what i mean yep. so i think it's yep. it's got the gift and the curse of like starting fresh yeah in this classic era but then immediately becoming a little feeling a little like constricted yeah
4: yeah you're taking me back to the beginning to to those days and and the 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 Vader moment, the Boba Fett moment's great, and and you got uh, uh you know what's uh, the Wookiee bounty hunter Black Santin shows up, and I'm like this is awesome. Yeah. Afra shows up in this in the Vader series, in this series, and off to a great start. Santa Staro, Santa Solo at the time, and then all the controversy that caused. <laughs> she walked off the ship and said, "I'm Han Solo's wife," and great character. And and the comics allowed uh, Disney Lucasfilm to introduce a lot of new characters. Yep uh diverse choices and the character uh, designs everything and that that that's what I hope a lot of us remember but yeah there were some moments early on where Luke and uh, Vader faced off for a second and it was like whoa 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 Boba Fett and Luke had a fist fight at Kenobi's you know huh yeah. and they it's not that they're bad actually they're really good the Va- the, the Luke Boba Fett stuff's really good Yeah it's awesome but I uh, you have to keep coming back to is it, I always say that weird litmus test. And we're talking, when we talk about the Ray comic a little bit, I'll probably mention this again. But like, when Luke shows up in Hoth, uh, or in Empire Strikes Back and Echo 3, Echo 7, Hano, huh, buddy, like, do I think he's had all the, do I think he's been possessed on a weird, <laughs> uh, uh, by a weird witch character? Do I think he's been on this weird planet, uh, with this, uh, the, 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 the you haven't got there yet, so I don't want to say too much, but it's like, right before they find Hoth, they go to this other planet and it's just like, it looks like it was drawn in 1979 for Marvel Comics, and, yeah. and, and that's probably on purpose. So none of that means it's bad. It's just time and time again, I kept thinking, all right, this some of this is great stuff, the fate of General Jan O'Donnell or Castillo Tag, all these characters. But I, I don't know if I need this – I don't know if I put the emphasis on it anymore as, yeah. as a connected canon timeline, which means – Every story seemed like seemed like they were going crazy, but they had to bring it back to the little box, like you just said, yeah. to connect it or keep it out of the movie's way.
1: Yeah, I think it takes it back to like real, real um, yeah. pulp roots, where sometimes you, you'd get a pulp adventure where you really learn something about the character, right. or their change, right. Yeah, a lot yeah, of times it's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, here's another adventure of the Shadow, here's another adventure of Flash Gordon. Yeah, and part of their appeal is it's just an adventure. And there's a part of me that gets yes. excited about that of like, sure, I don't need Han and Luke and Leia to learn something new or discover a connection to canon yeah. every week, you know, every issue. Eh, just have a fun adventure. And I think that's why I have where I have a little bit more patience for like the space vampires and things like that. Because like, right. hey, if it's going to be just a pulp adventure, where just like they live in a galaxy of millions of worlds. Mm-hmm. And you just find weird things on every world. Like, great. Just pile on the weird then. Cause that's what we're doing.
4: Yeah. I think that's an excellent point. that's an excellent point that maybe hopefully over time, this will be remembered more for just, it's a comic book fun. And cause the after one is so outside the normal stuff. And, and I, when I say it's sometimes it's great, sometimes good for me, that's a very personal one. I, I you know, you know me, I, I don't necessarily go to the weird star Wars all the time, but star Wars is weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> space whales and all, all that. Uh, I wonder when, with the pressure of it being "quote unquote" connected, which in 2014 was all the rage. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy said, "New canon, it's all connected," and here's this new one. You know, Luke and Vader faced off before "Ah, Han Solo was married.
1: ah." (laughs) We all screamed, and then
4: now maybe that has already faded away. And maybe it will be remembered more just for the fun, crazy stuff that happened. Yeah, but just a
1: fun pulp adventure.
4: Yeah, we'll see what's going on. Uh, what do you want going forward, uh, quickly, uh, as we wrap this story here? But uh, they basically... All the series, other than this new Knights of uh, Ren, Ben, Solo origin story coming out, they're pretty much all
1: done, wrapped up, and we're getting maybe new ground. We're heading into something new, right? Yeah. Post-9, what do you think? Uh, I would be happy with a lot of the sort of six-episode things where you can do a little bit more of like, well, we know this character at some point embraced this idea or faced this challenge. So Mm -hmm. I'd be happy to see those kind of moments explored. A little bit of what they're letting the writers do in these yeah. age of uh, republic oh, rebellion yeah. uh, i haven't i've read mostly uh, several of the age of republic mm-hmm. haven't read any of the age of rebellion yet uh, but certainly this age of resistance so I'd be happy with those yeah I'd also be happy with something that does just embrace pulp i, I this is not a prediction this is a yeah. desire desire I would, yeah, yeah totally. i would love it if it was just star wars anthology and like mm. in every it's it's a running series you hit subscribe or you get your 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 yeah. box your, yeah your pull list. Uh, and every six episodes, it's a new team in a new era, a new character. Sometimes here's an adventure Han and and Chewie had, uh, Mm. maybe then suddenly here's a character you've never heard of. Hey, here's something that you never knew about Dr. Aphra. Like, so it could just jump everywhere. That might be a fun way to just reinvigorate the idea of like Star Wars is this massive palette. Yeah. Right. Like Like, that. and, And then you can get more to like the, just like who knows what. Bizarre world or adventure we'll have next week, kind of thing. Next month, I always say next week.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, I like that. I like that idea. Concept anthology series would be great. Uh, and and post nine, maybe they can take it into different parts. And you know, I think a lot of this has to do with they're not sure where where they're going with the movies right away. Mm. Um, even, even Ryan Johnson saying yeah. last week hey we're still waiting for a game plan it's hard to tie comics back to that I would imagine
1: and you don't want to chew up too much room right of a specific time period that the yeah. movies might visit might visit yeah, yeah. here's my actual prediction yeah. it's probably all they're probably clearing the decks for Project Luminous oh, that's true considering I think we're yeah. gonna get a Project Luminous announcement at New York yeah. Comic Con oh yeah oh, Triple Force Friday weekend
4: yeah that's right is that just next weekend is that the uh, yeah. Triple sure four. Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: It's a, it's a big Star Wars weekend. We're going to have a lot on our plates, Ken. <laughs> I've lost track of time. <laughs> coming soon. Yeah. Coming soon. Not, October uh, 4th weekend. Yeah. yeah.
4: I'm not, and you're not, uh, correct me right, heading to New York Comic nope. Con. So we won't be there, but we'll be ready. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay. Final story here as we move on to uh, other bigger things. But uh, it's time to sign up, kids. Time to sign up for Disney+. Plus. That's right. It's here. The sign-up has begun. There's a seven-day free trial going. If you sign up now, either the monthly or annual uh package you'll get a seven day free trial and if you uh, tune into the mandalorian you're like not for me you can cancel by november 19th now note to get the bigger bundle that includes uh, espn streaming and the hulu ad supported version that doesn't happen yet that's a 12.99 price point you can't get that yet um but if you want to get disney plus 6.99 or 69 for the year it's out there now. The big question, Joseph, have you signed up?
1: I have not signed up yet. The tab is open. Uh, they did the ad for it during the Emmys, right? And yes. then I saw people tweeting like, yeah, oh, it's broken. Like, uh, yeah, if we all... Uh, <laughs> yeah. right now. You know, it's there's so many things in being a Star Wars fan, in being a genre fan, that are like, did I get the ticket first? Did I get yeah. the collectible at Target first? Did I sign up to get in line at the thing for the thing? And this is like, they want as many of us as possible. <laughs> I will sign up at my leisure yeah. tomorrow. Uh, that is wise because
4: I tried this morning. <laughs> and I put in all my credit card information, chose the year pass, the annual pass. Uh, I don't need Hulu or ESPN at this point in my life, and uh, um, yeah, it's it's showing a payment processing problem. But then I got an email saying your account has. Uh, thank you for signing up, and I try to quote log in somewhere. <laughs> Where's the login? Nothing, <laughs> nothing. Just to add to sign up and pay again. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, hey, look, they, like you just said, everyone in the world is probably using this. Who are Disney fans? Uh, we know anything that something's launched. I have having once experienced Screen Junkies Plus from the inside, and then also signed up for WWE Network the first day, and actually the first wow. six months was a every day was a new tech problem. Uh, this is going to happen, and I'm sure Disney's going to be ready to go. But I think I think patience. is a a good lesson here. Yeah. I'll try again tomorrow. (laughs) Are you going to do the
1: Hulu ESPN bundle?
4: Uh, uh, As sports fan as I am, I I don't need ESPN streaming right now. And uh, uh, I guess apparently I have Hulu, uh, thanks to my cohabitation (laughs) situation right now. I did not know this. So I don't need this package. and I'm just going to do the
1: annual... Annual thing. I'm going to ask my wife if she has the Hulu. <laughs>
4: double check, double check. I uh, I just found out. Uh, perhaps marriage. Uh, you know, maybe that's disclosed. Yeah, and I haven't no. got to that point yet. I don't sadly, know. I, I don't think
1: we have the Hulu, and I don't think we're going to pay for it. We got yeah. enough to watch. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing.
4: So uh, out there, uh, Force Centerland. I'm sure some of you have tried to sign up. Maybe you were successful, and we'll see as we get ready for the Mandalorian, among other things. That's the news. We're going to go on to the main story, but not before we have our Force recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. And speaking of baseball, this one's by a Mets fan.
1: Yeah, we are recommending The Last Jedi novelization by Jason Fry. Looking for books that tie into our main theme, and this is one of the books that really gets inside the character of Rey. Covers a few of these same kind of emotional moments with some added stuff with Leia, so if you haven't listened to it, go check it out on us do so, and download your free audiobook today at
4: audibletrial.com slash center Again, that's audibletrial.com slash 4Center for your free audio book. Yeah, Fry, uh, one of my favorite uh, books there. He's a great follow if you're a sports fan. He'll tweet out some Star Wars stuff. For the most part, it's the frustrations of being a Mets fan. So, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> so, we are on to our main topic today. Joseph, it is Ray Answers the Hero's Call.
1: Yes, Ray. I'm very excited to talk about Ray. We're going to look at this specific Ray comic. It's got some great Leia stuff. Is were saying uh and also basically squeezes an adventure not even in between the force awakens and the last jedi in between the final scenes <laughs> yeah. of the force awakens uh this is going to be s- full spoilers for this comic that will take you up to four minutes to read yeah. uh, so we are going to go for- full spoilers just so you know we're going to talk about the issue but just like we did last week with uh kylo and snoke some bigger picture ray and leia stuff as well so just want to start with big picture reaction how did you feel about a, a story being fit into that space? Did you like it overall? What were your reactions?
4: I did this time around. That it's always a double edged sword for me. The sneaking something into the corner, uh, it works really. Forces of Destiny, all three seasons. Uh, there's an episode or two that like I really love. That like, oh, that happened in that two second span. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's good. <laughs> and and sometimes not to say Forces of Destiny, but other times the comics, maybe sometimes or books or novels. You're like, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can accept that that happened. All of that happened. Uh, but this one really worked for me, the first part, particularly with the Leia stuff. It just made sense, literally, as she's walking out to the scene we see. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they would have talked. Yeah. We know they've talked. And and I look at this and go, here's the answer.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you felt like this was uh, giving you gifts, Yeah, not disrupting any any headcanon or non headcanon. Yeah, I don't want any information there. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, I thought this was great. I agree with you. I think it fit in really tonally well. It felt like Mm -hmm. scenes that would have been in the movie if we normally watched four hour long movies like kind of thing. Yeah. I really liked the dialogue. I thought it had just a a really captured Ray in particular, Mm -hmm. uh, her dialogue. I liked that in such a short comic, it really embraced lots of the tones of Star Wars. Because there are some deep thematic ideas we're going to talk about. Uh, There was a sense of, like, fun adventure. There was some kind of like silly like I can't believe that happened like whoops Chewie's on fire <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> now R two blasts him with foam and he, he looks kind of funny like it, it balanced all of these tones that Star Wars can be uh, mm. miraculously well I thought um, and then I I think did just obviously it was really on point with the big picture theme of alone that was the title of the comic right right but also that idea of just like let's I think why it worked so well with being in between those scenes is it was sort of laser focused on. What is Ray thinking about? Mm. What is Ray wondering? What is Ray feeling, from the end of the Force Awakens to the beginning of the Last Jedi? Absolutely, and I think it, it did a great job in that, which we will dig into. Uh, we're going to move on to something—a a, a term that you coined, the mm. emotional canon. We mm. like to talk about emotional canon. This has a lot of emotional canon of Han Solo. So Leia says to Ray that basically she sensed what happens. She already knows what happens but she wants to hear Ray tell her. Mm. Mm. And Ray says he just went out there all by himself, no railings or anything, nothing to hold on to, and Leia says he didn't face Kylo Ren, he tried to speak to our son. Yeah. So yeah. how in this scene how did you think Leia was feeling about Han's death in these moments? What were you responding to?
4: I think the fact that you know, she kind of, has this, you know, yeah, no, and you could say, yeah, she feels it and everything, but I, I think even on, on a husband, wife, partner level, I think uh, there was probably she knew, but I, I think, I think, I, I think she took some peace and solace hearing it, hearing it described, and knowing that that's what he did, that it was about Ben Solo, about what. She had wanted him to do because he probably deep down knew he needed to do. We're going to dive a little bit more into Han and his yeah his goals. So I thought that was a great moment. I thought it, there was the Leia stuff here. This is all about Ray and some great Ray stuff. I really was just heart warmed by a lot of the the Leia stuff, quite frankly. And this is one of those moments. Yeah, it just it just completed. It was a little bit of a closure moment for me as a fan with Han and Leia.
1: Yeah, yeah. Does I think there's there's a lot to it. We've talked a lot about how Leia gives him that mission if you see her son bring him home and you mm-hmm. can see that in han going i promised yeah. the love of my life and his mother that i would do this so i am mm-hmm. going to do it um and i like yeah that she senses that that's what happened yeah but i i think there are layers and layers of what i like to this one page of comic book ray in this place of feeling afraid that she's alone, mm-hmm. knowing factually that she was abandoned as a child, right. made that immediate connection with Han, and then feels abandoned again. So there's a part of it that feels like Leia is doing this both for herself and for Ray. Mm. that yeah. by hearing it from Ray's perspective, it's helping Leia to process it. It's great Star Wars through line of, if you don't deal with your fear, it's going to become you know, something awful Mm -hmm. you're gonna act on it if you don't face it and deal with it you can't run from it so it seems like very healthy of leia to be like i yeah i need to keep the resistance going i don't have a lot of time to mourn yep but if i can just hear through somebody else's eyes physically what happened Mm. i can help process it and it seems like leia does get these verifications from ray of like yeah he was doing what he needed to do he was trying to reach our son and he was being heroic yeah um he did not die in vain. So there's a little bit of like what Leia needs, but also it's so much for Ray. Like Mm -hmm. Leia seems to have this strong connection with, with Ray that we're going to talk about. Yeah. But knowing that Ray needs to process it too, knowing that sensing that for Ray, it's not just like you saw something traumatic, You saw some violence, but like Mm -hmm. you already made a connection with this charming man who I know has a penchant for orphans. (laughs) I bet you're really hurt and scared too. Yeah. So let me, You know, the love of my life was just murdered by my son, Mm. but let me comfort you is like some hero Leia at her best stuff, right? Dan,
4: that's a through line all the way back to New Hope, as we've talked about in other th- uh, other episodes.
1: Yeah, I oh love- yeah, the, my planet just blew up. Blew let up. me comfort you about your <laughs> here is a blanket, your Luke, space dad, your, your <laughs> Jedi dad. Yeah,
4: but yeah, and, that, and that's uh, something I love that we can build out from and make it work. And yeah, the, I love that idea that uh, Ray now feels in a way. Oh, here, I, I've been abandoned again. Maybe Han. You know, because the 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 note it's it's a fun little inside Star Wars joke. If he went on a, a walkway with no railings, right? But even the way Ray's describing it, it's like, yeah, hey, why did he do that? Nothing like nothing to hold on this? to. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, all this was bad. He could have been stabbed, but fell onto the railing and been okay. Like. And and I think there's some, you weren't, hey, Ray, you weren't necessarily, you're not a band. I know you feel it, but you weren't. And then there's, there's why and the greater call and all those yeah. things, bigger themes later. But yeah, I like that. tone. I like that idea. Uh, Leia, once again, comforting.
1: Yeah. In her yeah. pain. So uh, you're talking about the bigger themes. Leia also specifically said Han knew there's a time to run and a time to make a stand. Because mm. Ray asked, well, why did he do that? Why didn't he just, Why did he face and why didn't he just get out of there? Mm. Do you like this idea of... When to run and when to fight as a theme in Han's life and a theme in Star Wars in general.
4: Yeah, I do. I, we've talked a lot about what it means for Han and 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 how the success of Solo in our minds has a lot to do with setting out the the plan for his life uh, and really where it started and the focus and him wanting to be something that he's not but always knows he needs to be something else. Like that. That's 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 a key theme. I I do. The time to run is interesting because that comes back later. Yeah. And I go – for some reason, I go to Thrawn and so stuff from Air to the Empire about, you know, <laughs> uh, we need to live to fight another day sometimes. That's sometimes yeah. better than a, a victory or a lot. You know, we need to fight again, and that's just on a military strategic point of view. So Han would have some of that, um, but it also goes a little bit to – a Lesson he might have learned from Kenobi you can't win, but there are alternatives to fighting, yeah. So Han knows the strength of that too. And that popped up in my mind here because I was focused on that. Because hey, overall, we get it. We, you know, if you've been a Star Wars fan for a while, yeah, yeah, that's what Han does up until the end of his life. Um, but yeah. I, I was like, what is that? Like, I want some examples of when Han ran away for good,
1: <laughs> and right?
4: Then I went back to the Kenobi lesson.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's just so many great rhythms with different Han choices. Obviously, his famous, you know, choice in The New Hope to initially run away from the fight and yeah. then turn around and go like, no, this is when to make a stand. Yeah. In, in the solo movie, there's there's so many different ideas of like every time early on, his instinct is to just run. Like right away after they botch the Crimson Dawn job, mm. he says to Beckett, like, well, I'm, I'm already wanted by the Empire too. We yep. can just run. And that's kind of like, one of the main themes of solo is Beckett understands that Crimson Dawn has more power. Kira understands that the person behind all this <laughs> you don't just run from. yeah, it's it's Kira's goes through all these manipulations, so Han can run, yes, and Pat himself on the back for it ultimately. Yeah. He makes a stand for Anfis Nest because he uh, doesn't like bullies, especially bullies towards orphans, which is a big thing for his. But then I go to—you've uh, mentioned this—is uh, a favorite scene. It's mine too. In the carbon freezing chamber, mm-hmm. when he stops Chewy from fighting, right. And in that context, it is like Han is the wise one. You know, yeah. like we've known Han to be the, like the I'm going to scream at the stormtroopers and chase him down the hallway, and like you get a sense that there's a part of Han who would be like the, yeah, I know we're outnumbered and Vader and Boba Fett are up there, but get up, yeah. yeah, Chewie throw the, the solo luck will come through sometime. And that's a moment, you know, mm. in, in a more somber film mm. where he's just like, where he literally says, you know, I'm paraphrasing there. will be another time. Yeah. Save your strength. And that seems like a, not necessarily when to run, but a like no point in fighting. Yeah. There'll be another time. You get the sense that Han has stayed alive by knowing, Hey, I've been chased. I've been chased. I'm not going to stop being chased. I'm going to turn around and shoot. Versus, there's no point in having this fight now. Yeah, I'm going to the bar.
4: Yeah, I love. I love bringing up that scene because that maybe does connect even more strongly to this moment for me. Of, of, of. I think in that moment, in the Empire moment, Han probably thinks he's dead. Like whether or not he survives, or free, he's like, I'm never getting out of this right. And, and so it, that's. It became more important for Chewie in that moment to to live, to yeah. live, and and that's sometimes. Even going to that throne moment uh, back in the era of the Empire days, like it was like, no, don't, don't be. What what do you what's the gain by running into a, your own death? Yeah, like, don't we will figure this out? And I think that that that's uh, that's a great moment to uh, more than Han, like Han failing to chase Kylo on Takadana with Rey. Is a failure. That's not a lesson. That's him like, I can't do this. I'm, yeah. I'm afraid because it brings up everything and forces me to face my son, all those things. Yeah. So I, I really like that example and it ties almost more directly to that line.
1: Yeah. I also just liked it from Leia's perspective too, that she is imparting this wisdom on Ray, and the rest mm-hmm. of the comic is is focusing on does does Ray absorb this message? Mm-hmm. But that's really a neat idea to know that that's the lesson that Leia was trying to impart to Ray. And then we turn around right to the beginning of The Last Jedi, and this is where her mind is at. Yeah. When do you run, and when do you make a stand? Yep. And Starkiller Base, we had to make a stand, uh, because it's too destructively powerful. Now we're just trying to run. Yeah. Which, like, if you tie all of those emotions to what just happened to Han, the advice she gave to Rey, it Mm. puts more power in that slap across Poe's face, right? Because, yeah, I have lived a life I've been memorializing in my own mind. Yeah my the love of my life because he knew when to run and when to make a stand i decided this is the time to run yeah and you defied me yeah like man yeah it makes it more powerful
4: uh wow yeah i hadn't even really looked at the last jedi connections looking back more than forward and that's 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 really great stuff because Han Han and poe have that Connective thread, I think. It's probably the way Lay is yeah, an affinity forum and everything. But yeah, yeah, that's 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 the lesson right there. Uh, great job by the writers. Yeah. I love this is what I love when we talk about the emotional canon here. This is this is where, where you can put stuff down on the map and go backwards and forwards. Here's where it connects. Yeah. And I'm tired of hearing nothing connects.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it all connects from a random axe in the background of Solo <laughs> yeah. to the emotional state of the mm-hmm. main heroes. And I just feel like Last Jedi, it's so what is at stake is mm. it's a this is a time where it is OK to just survive. Yeah. And that is heroic and necessary as well. And, you and, know? and
4: more valuable at that yeah. time.
1: Yeah, and yeah. then obviously, like. Holdo and Luke make stands when they need to. When they need to. Yeah. Uh, so move on to, you already mentioned it. There are a lot of little fan service moments, mm. I would say. And I don't necessarily mean that in a negative way for myself, but I wanted to check in on which worked for you and why. Uh, you mentioned the railings comment, mm. which is a standard thing of why there are no railings in Star Wars, but yeah. uh, that was deployed in an emotional way. Yep. <laughs> but we got a big old Leia hug. We got like a page and a half of <laughs> physically <laughs> the hug happening. Talking about the hug, really? Like, hey, did you did you think that was a mistake that Leia and Chewie didn't hug in the Force Awakens? <laughs> Here you go, here's the moment. So, how did you feel about that? Uh, that one worked for me. They all actually worked for
4: me in this one, but uh, some moments, you know, it's always that thin uh, thin fine line of uh, fan service moments. This one worked because it it totally makes sense for the time period. Like, I could imagine, you know, again, JJ's talked about it. Yeah, he should have had the mug. Got it. That we're done with that. Let's move past yeah. it. She's focused on Ray in that moment, and 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 Chewie's focused on Finn, and there you go. Yep. That's fine. Uh, this this makes sense. The time frame of it, everything about it, having that moment because he's also getting ready to leave. Yeah, and it's Leia kind of who's comforting whom here. Yes, and it's I think it's more about their connection for sure, but just Chewie. We have we have this moment, we've got to keep
1: going. Yeah.
4: So it worked for me. The other ones uh, are fun as well.
1: But okay yeah. that yeah, I I like that idea like the once a Wookiee starts hugging you, you don't know yeah. how long that hug is gonna go. Uh, is both funny and also like, yeah, the, they were gonna take a private moment for yeah. their grief. I thought yeah. uh worked really well. And set up Chewy, as I saw other people commenting on on this episode, uh, the great observation that you can really look at last Jedi as this is a mission that Leia is sending Chuy on too, of like, Man. you go with Ray. Han Han thought the world of Ray. Support Ray. Right. Do do what she needs. Uh Ray uh says to R2 after he uh makes a funny joke about uncharted space, uh Who programmed you with attitude? (laughs) Did you Did you like this one? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, we know R two is
4: perhaps the most salty of all the characters in Star Wars, so I like that it would transfer to Ray because they got to be they got to be running mates for a little bit here. They're on this mission, but up until now, you know, it hadn't. She's hanging out with BB eight, yeah, and they have addressed, I think, behind the scenes her. You know, uh, uh, JJ, I think there was a reason given. It's just it's simply, you know, BB 8 is Pose Droid. So, yeah. you know, um, that's why the Switch. But I, so I like the idea that she's learning about R2 at the same time as. You know, yeah, we're seeing their connection. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think I think this is one that Ryan asked for that because Ryan wanted Luke and our two yes. to yeah, 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 be yeah. able to connect. That's right. yes. yeah. I thought that was a uh, that would be a fun line in any Star Wars comic to me, but mm-hmm. with Ray getting to know this droid fresh, especially after what does seem like just the the ball of sunshine with maybe a little bit of a yeah. dark attitude, uh, BB-8. But BB-8 seems more like a vicious puppy yes. who was like. I, my natural state is this, yeah. but if my owners are in danger, I will man an ATSD and yes. kill you. Uh, but R2, yeah, salty old sailor. I like the idea <laughs> that he wakes up after his long low power mode nap yeah. even saltier. And that's yeah. why the second he sees Luke, he's like, F this, F that, and looks like, hey, <laughs> Sacred Island. And then hey. he's like, hey, I know exactly how to <laughs> go right <laughs> for your most vulnerable spot, Luke Skywalker. And yeah. like that, he's. Already, just with Ray, just being like, come on, come on. I love the idea of R2 being like, enough with this,
4: man. Come on, I gotta I gotta
1: flight <laughs> to catch. Here's here's the message. Get to it. Come I on, got baby. stuff to do. Yeah. I gotta get back.
0: One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh onecom
1: to sleep uh this is one that sent ripples ripples to the star wars fan community uh ray ends up on a junkyard planet and ends up escaping from a huge big monster thing by flying either slave one or another fire spray 31 style class ship yeah so did you like seeing ray in what may or may not be slave one
4: uh, I'm going to do 12 videos connecting (laughs) the idea that one, how did Ray know how to fly this ship? Number one, two, (laughs) it's, but no. um, But I'll tell you what, I like the idea. If it, if it on any level turns out to be slave one, I actually think that's great because it adds to, I think Boba Fett's still alive, his ship's going on. You know, I, Cobb Vanth is a real thing. I I actually could have fun with that moment. I don't, I don't. No, or particularly care but i would be very much okay with that
1: yeah yeah i really liked it too you know to me it didn't feel like that fan service to be fan service it seemed like a, such a cool moment where like ray mm-hmm. needs to escape yeah. in a junkyard full of ships put her in a cool ship right and there's no reason that that couldn't be a non-modified fire spray yeah. 31 ship or it is interesting we ha- do have this vacuum of where it is. Yeah, Django. You know, and we yeah. know that that ship has been partially destroyed before in the Clone Wars and then rebuilt. So, right. who knows what adventure it's uh, gone through? And this is definitely one of those moments where I, I didn't over, I didn't go too deep. I just went. It looks like Slave One. I like Slave <laughs> One. Awesome. And it was cool to see Ray. Right. I did, the same, thing. It, right? Uh, I did yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Because so, you yeah, reading digitally, you're kind of sliding, sliding along.
4: I know you can choose the. It takes you automatically to the next panel. I didn't yeah. this This morning, I was looking through it and. uh, Oh, yeah, I do the whole page. The whole page. And I do the zoom in. I go, huh, that's pretty cool. I (laughs) move on to the next one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was great. And I think I love that it's just there and it's not belabored what's going on with it. Yeah. As we're recording, I'm sure there's uh, <laughs> going to be uh, yeah. Bob Iger's doing a phone call revealing whether or not it was Slave One. right now. We're going to do a
4: Disney Plus series <laughs> called The Life of Slave One. Uh,
1: so there are other ships in the graveyard. There was a Venator-class Star Destroyer from the prequel era. There was an N1 Starfighter. Uh, it looked like the window of whatever ship she was getting the part from was some kind of Corellian ship. Uh, Maybe Dash. That- randar's outrider i don't know uh but it did uh, cause some good fun speculation that this is a was a relatively uncharted planet Mm -hmm. but oh well now the resistance might have information of like hey there are a bunch of close to functional ships from many eras yeah close by do you want to see a bunch of ships from all over the Star Wars eras pop up in Episode Nine. I
4: do, uh, I do. Now that you mention it, and if this was
1: 2014, we'd be like,
4: uh, "This is a clue." <laughs> um, and we're not making fun. I'm making fun of myself more than anything for that era of uh, fandom. But uh, I somehow, even that shot of the of the of uh, B wing, you know, the, the, in the teaser trailer, yeah. the D twenty three footage, like. I, I would love to see a little bit more pop up because the Resistance needs ships. They don't have the money, they don't have the resources. And Ray says it. Well, we knew, you know. So, yeah, give me an N1 Starfighter. Yeah. Painted up in Alliance or a Resistance colors. I'm all for that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, and I don't think this is the kind of thing where there is a master plan where J.J. No. Abrams was like, I need a comic book to explain where the <laughs> end... Like, I, you, you just need a line from, like, Lando, of just like, you know, we've been uh, ship hunting, and yeah. then a bunch of cool ships. Boom, 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 boom right? Because we got that shot already yeah. of the all the cool uh, Rebellion era. I, yeah, I would, I would love to see an N1 Starfighter, and it doesn't yeah. have to mean anything. It doesn't even have yeah. to be... It can be tied to this comic if you want, yeah. but it's more the idea of... I'm I'm all in for episode nine, feeling like yep. a it is its own story, but aesthetically it's yeah. got some greatest hits moments. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. they where they play some brand new songs and some of the classics too. Yep. Absolutely. So we're gonna move on into a deeper look into what's going on with Ray herself. Uh, that will still be some Leia stuff because all their ideas are so tied together. Uh, when Ray and Chewie are taken off with uh, salty, salty R2, Poe says. Luke may be our only hope, and Leia responds, referring to Ray. No, I believe there is another. So just just mm-hmm. to begin with, how do you feel about Leia saying Yoda's classic line?
4: I I love it, love it. I have no problem with it. Um, does you know? Does she know that Yoda said that to Ben? Probably not. Probably not. But I don't. I don't care. I yeah. don't care. This is great, and I love that it's her. Uh, and I love because Yoda was re- referring to her. So now we got we, the circle is complete. Right. The Star Wars poetry is its next stanza.
1: Yeah. She doesn't know that someone once said that about yeah. her necessarily. Yeah. I mean, Luke certainly you know told her the truth of mm-hmm. who she was and con- uh, uh, encouraged her to study. But That's different than like, I have these flashcards of everything yeah. Yoda ever said, even when Luke wasn't there. So, yeah, yeah I do like it, it is just for, full circle. On a deeper level, why do you think Leia believes that? That she's been working hard to get Luke back. It mm-hmm. believes that Luke is the spark that the Resistance needs mm. uh, to be this this hero, this visionary, um, as well as his actual power. So why does she believe that about Ray? Is it because Ray is force sensitive, or is there something more?
4: I think I might start there, but it moves more. And I, I've been thinking about this one because she certainly can't. Leia can't have a plan to be like, all right, you go get Luke. He's not going to want to come back. Uh, you're going to have to learn. And, and now all, all of this was now your fight. Like, you know, and that's kind of how the story's played out. And, yeah. that, and the trailer going into nine of a thousand generations lives in you now, whatever. It's That's not a plan of of Leia's. Yeah. I'm sure she wanted Luke to come back. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, uh, and not even in ghost form. Like, so, but I just think she's got the, she's got the vibes, man. She, she knows. And I don't think she knows. I'm not to, again, if it was 2016, we'd be like, oh, well, clearly because Leia has received the report on what happened to, <laughs> uh, the clone of Palpatine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Hey, maybe that's all true, but I, I just think she's, she, from the moment she sets eyes on her, on, on Dakar at, at the end of, uh, the picture, you know, yeah. uh, force awakens, Leia just no, – there, there, she just knows.
1: I know what you've just been through. Yeah, And I know who you are and I know how alone and scared you feel. And, and what your potential is, I think it's
4: a, a great moment. I, I think this is one of my favorite comic moments in, in a long time.
1: Yeah. In, in the Star Wars comics. Yeah. I totally agree with what you're saying. I think, yes, Leia needs and wants Luke back on multiple levels. His, yeah. his power, the symbol of him, her actual just, I need my brother. Yeah. Like, I think Leia needs and wants. But I think there is this power to her reaction to Rey. There's been so much great storytelling with Leia's Force powers, mm-hmm. her connection to the Force in all the modern canon that connects so greatly to just the soulful look on Carrie Fisher's Mm -hmm. uh, face, her performance in empire strikes back when Luke calls out to her. Yeah. And she feels it all and the way she intuits what Luke is telling her is true and feels it in um, the scenes in return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, Even kind of modern headcanon feelings about those memories of her mother are through the force. Yeah. And she doesn't even fully comprehend that, you know, uh, mm. uh, when she's saying kind but sad and she's yeah. seeing Padme. What I'm getting to is like r- that Leia's great gift in the Force mm. is intuition yeah. and truly sensing and feeling people. Uh, There's some great stuff. I think it's in Black Spire about how Leia kind of having the epiphany of like I might have been using the Force my whole career to really connect with people on a deeper level and truly understand mm. what they need and what they want in politics and it's made me Right. a good politician because I truly see and hear people. Yeah. So I like this bigger picture of Leia just sees into people's souls. Yeah. And especially when it's somebody who is uh, Force-sensitive like Ray, very powerful with Ray, and I think Leia could probably sense something, too, be- besides what she actually knows about that mm. lightsaber. Yeah. Like, right. Leia's, Leia's seen that lightsaber in action. She knows the she knows. importance of it. Maybe there's more of a story there, but right. I think she also has a like... Yeah. What does it mean that that called, called to you? To you, yeah. you you are not just, like, uh, no, uh, no criticism, but in my head canon, yeah. you have powerful Jedi who can choose to be heroes or powerful force-sensitive people like mm-hmm. Ezra or Kanan. And there's yeah. something more so, with Rey, yeah. and it makes sense to me that Leia would sense, like, you are on a different path.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I think this is, uh, you know, in a way, Leia's... Not the chosen one prophecy, but Leia's chosen one in the sense of like, oh, this is, a great, this is all for a reason. Yeah. Because I'm sure Han comes back and goes, hey, we picked up this girl and <laughs> Luke's lightsaber called to her. Like, what? What do you mean? Like... Uh, And not counting – I know the the Maz Kanata handing Leia the blade in the trailer that never made the movie. That never happened. We've never seen that scene, right? So uh, I love this. And and it ties a lot to the final moments of Jedi. Again, does she want Luke there just on a troop level? She needs the bodies. Yeah. Yes. But at the end of that, I think that's maybe she, upon feeling Luke's death – it maybe it confirms in her mind we do have what we need. Yeah, uh, not just the resistance, but it's it's Ray. Yeah, it's Ray. It's you. And, yeah, and, and Ray's either going to learn that or already has or or doubt that again in nine. We'll see.
1: Yeah. So yeah, a powerful yeah. It, moment. It's a great setup for nine. If the, if mm-hmm. the beginning is like Ray, you you answered the call. Yeah, you chose to pick up the saber. Yep. Just embrace it. Just embrace it. If if Leia's okay. on that trajectory herself. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Obviously, the the comic is called Alone. Uh, Ray talks about being abandoned uh, yeah. in those first several pages. Do you think the concept of abandonment, in particular, is Ray's greatest fear? And if so, how could that pull her to the dark side?
4: Yes, it's uh, this. This is uh, this comic made me think because the answer. But what's Ray's biggest problem uh, or biggest fear for me? I would have phrased it as well. She's trying to find her place in the story. She yeah. kind of literally says that says that kind of thing. Clearly, she's waiting for a family that's not there, and and Ray from nowhere is this big theme. And that, to me, that boils down to she doesn't want to feel alone and she's abandoned. So yes, and that's why I think it it makes sense that when Kylo puts out his hand, I mean, what a. In, in, in the throne room, like, what a powerful moment. Yeah. Because to me, I keep talking and go back to the idea that Ray and Kylo are connected uh, intimately beyond any physical way, beyond, and I'm not even one that's actively against romance between them. I, it's clearly a possibility. It's yeah. Star Wars. It's rope sweeping romances are missing from the sequel trilogy as we've, we've noted. But I love that moment because they know each other's fears. They know each, and so, of course, Kylo Ben would be like, You're not alone if you got me. Yeah, And so her to have to realize that saying no to him in that moment does not mean I'm alone. Yeah. And overcoming that little fear, it now, in a way, makes even more sense versus if I had said, oh, Ray's number one fear is to not have a place in the story. As stated, no, the word is alone.
1: Yeah. It's powerful. Alone. Abandoned. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed our talk about Kylo off of that Snoke comic last mm-hmm. week because it's really been making me think about how they are coming from entirely different directions and ending up in the same place. That yeah. Kylo feels this immense pressure because he basically has too many mentor adult yeah. loved one figures in his life that he is afraid he's going to fail. Mm-hmm. If you fail a loved one, what? why do you fear failing a loved one? Well, they won't love you anymore you'll yeah. be alone, you'll be, be alone. abandoned. Ray was literally abandoned is afraid of having no one, so they end up at this crosswalk. where we're like deep deep down we're both afraid of being abandoned yeah. and alone, which makes that reaching out even more powerful yeah, but I think it's a in an interesting discussion of why it didn't work and you you yeah. you touched on this if if that is Ray's greatest fear of being abandoned if that's what a dark side user could manipulate her to turn that fear into anger
4: yeah
1: uh and get her to do their dark bidding. Is that what Kylo's doing in that moment? Mm. Is it clumsy? does he fail what are you, what are your thoughts on that
4: and that but I don't know if I think he fails for now, and this is an on dark Ray, right yeah, <laughs> watched uh the t v trailer last night, which was just the d twenty three footage popped up in a football game, and it's like it's like uh, here we go again. But like it even more now, I don't want to say means less. Dark Ray does mean less to me. I still think it, it's still there. It's still a theme. But like, I, I think we're still going to see this next chapter. I don't know if Kylo failed because or I, I, I think in the end he does. You know what I mean? Like, I still think Ray still might be wondering. In that moment, she overcomes it. Yeah, but she, she closes was, the Falcon door on him. But that's that moment. Because she has to learn it again. I mean, the next moment is Leia going, no, 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 what, no, we have everything we need. Yeah. Because she feels, I a lot of her frustration with Luke is, don't leave me here alone. I'm alone again. You're you're rejecting, you're not even get connecting with me. You're pre-abandoning me. <laughs> and so she still has to learn, it, and maybe she still struggles with it. And maybe Kylo, because I don't think she's after power, so maybe Kylo can try again
1: in that moment. I don't know. Yeah. With that type of idea. Yeah. I think for me, it, it's, there's an interesting question of, is it, it it's not, Kyla wants her to join him, and he's not giving up his dark path. Right. So, by default, he is offering her to join him in darkness, because he's not going anywhere. Right. Uh Maybe he thinks he, he wants to think he can, that's part of kill it all, and we won't have any labels. We won't be right. dark or light, we'll just be, which seems like in the sort of mythos and uh, morality of George Lucas's Star right. Wars, you, you got to choose. Right. Um, so you can't have that. So to me, it's this kind of, it's not like Palpatine. Like I know exactly where I'm coming from and I'm going to push all your buttons. Cause I know I want you to move you like a chess piece. Right. It's somebody who's also wounded and hurting making this offer. Yeah. But to me, I think it, it doesn't work because it hinges on, Come with me. I'm in the middle of killing your friends. Yeah. Right? Because Leia has found a little bit of place in the resistance, right? She hasn't found it. She hasn't, didn't quite get that connection she wanted with Luke. She lost Han, but she's got that connection with Leia. Right. She's got that connection, certainly a strong one with Finn. Yeah. She doesn't know where, you know, where Finn is at this point. Man. So Kylo's in the middle of slaughtering the other people who feel like they have given her a place in the story. So yeah. that's, what's to me is really fascinating mm. about it. Of like, if it was executed at a different moment with the total intention of dark side manipulation. Yeah. Maybe she would have fallen to it because it is pressing on her, her weakest point, And it's why Kylo thought she mm-hmm. would turn. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. If she, it, 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 it much like say with Anakin, when well, you talk about Palpatine pressing the buttons, but Anakin's fear of loss and, and, and uh, his attachment winning over, if, if, if Ray, if that can be molded from Ray's, you know, fear of being alone, I'm connected to those people now. I don't. Yeah. Don't make me alone again. No, you don't have to be alone. You yeah. Like, eh. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's powerful stuff. And yeah, I, I wonder if that's where we're going to go, because uh, I still do think what the dark I think the dark gray thing is probably a vision. The more I look at it, talk about it, listen to other people talk about it. Right. Like, literally on screen, it's a vision. But mm-hmm. what does it mean? I feel like it means Palpatine's going to try to get to her because that's what Palpatine does, and and I'm just uh, it's it's very fun to imagine how could he make her believe that Finn would leave her, right? That Leia didn't really believe in her, like. They've been together now for a while. J.J. Abrams has said that again and again. They're on an adventure together. They've been adventuring for a while. Like She's got to feel a little bit like, this is my family. On some level, I finally have what I want. So, oh, God, the fear of of losing it. And not just losing it violently, like Anakin has the dreams of, but Mm -hmm. losing it truly. This family, this purpose you've finally found is a lie. If Palpatine could convince her of that, that's what would break this character. It's so
4: interesting Interesting to me as we look to Nine. Something you said there, yeah, we, we've been told several times this is an adventure. The team's together. Yeah. So clearly, Ray, now at this point can't fill a load. So what What would cause that? That I, I know that's what you're asking. I don't directly have the answer other than he's a master manipulator. Um, is, it, is it now, much like with Ezra, you're going to get what you want? You're, here's your here's here's your family here's yeah. come to come to grandpa palpatine like i don't know now
1: you know i don't i don't yeah um yeah because that's the question yeah it could be more about anger if your fear uh, yeah
4: if your fear was being alone i think you got a victory over kylo in this moment nope i i don't need you uh i'm not gonna be alone uh in fact because i'm not alone I, I have we have everything we need right here that's the yeah. next lesson we learned and everything's around and then What's better than that to her? Yeah, and it's got to be convincing because I do believe there will be some dark side temptation. Yeah, otherwise you know conflict.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise it's just like can can he kick his ass? Like I'm prob- otherwise otherwise work out that way.
4: Hi Luke, I'm
1: Ray from the yeah. Let's go. I mean that's not a move. So <laughs> uh, maybe we can dig into this a little bit more by by looking at it from some other angles, which is in particular. I wanted to talk about what makes Ray cling to the light. Uh, what is her motivation in helping people? Because is the plot of this Comic Con Folds? If you haven't read it, she quickly discovers that this, uh, junkyard planet is, uh, mm-hmm. basically a manipulation where a bunch of people are enslaved and it wow. is a trap to kill people for money. Uh, a yeah. big spidery jerk, mm-hmm. uh, is enslaving people and she really wants to help. So yeah. what, what is that? It also feels that moment to me of like the, um, where she rejects Kylo hmm. is just like a my light side is stronger than that. So there's an element of that as well. There's the deep psychological stuff. What do you, what do you think about her, her clinging to the light is about?
4: Uh, I th- yeah, without just answering. Hey, I think she's just kind of a good person and moving on, like trying to dig in. Like, I think in that moment, it's a, it's also just a little the story of the first order and the resistance. Or even the empire and and the and the republic in, in in a little tiny little microcosm there of like it isn't just if it was just money making Ray, Ray doesn't fight the character I know we're gonna make, make yeah. dig into it. it doesn't fight the character it's not just all right, you're making money into your business you have enslaved enslaved people I'm I, you are gonna answer to them now I'm gonna overthrow <laughs> that of you and put them in power and that's what we're trying to do here because yeah. the first order is now military control and and just like the stories of old I think. It, it, for me, it could just be that she inherently connects to those type of things, much like Han, for all the smuggler ways, connects to. I don't like bullies. Yep. I don't like what's going on here. I ain't gonna join. Even our checks in Black Spire, we dive, took that deep dive into. Yeah, I'm not joining your resistance, but I don't. I'm not there yet. Yeah, but I don't like this. She's just inherently good, and I don't. That's uh, that the, I don't have a direct answer.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that there is something that she is connected to the light side of the Force. Mm-hmm. Whatever else we learn about her background, the the, the Force is powerful with her. Yeah. It, it speaks through her. She was the light that rose to match Kylo. Right. Um. So I think there is some of that, but I also just think it does connect to Han. She grew up as a scavenger, right? Yeah. And the, the few stories we have in that um, before the Awakening book, yeah, she meets some people who she thinks want to be your friends, and she doesn't want to trust it because she's just fighting, and they they screw her over. Yeah. You know. So I think she is used to, hey, the world often just steps on you, particularly if you don't have any power, if you literally have to scavenge to live. Right. That's kind of the galaxy. So it must just feel amazing. It must be like an emotional oasis in the desert. Mm. when somebody goes hey no this is wrong stop it right and i feel like we get that glimmer when uh uh she's offered so much money by uncle plot for right. bba and she she's like <gasps> i'll take oh, yeah 60 <laughs> portions yeah yeah which is but then she looks at him and i think makes that connection of abandoned with the wonky antenna that i have to fix for him like that's me yeah and, and I think it's that this moment of growth in mm. being able to empathize and I think now she's on this journey of like well if I have this power right I can make things better for people who are in the situation that I was right and that's just that's really powerful and interesting to me
4: yeah i love I love connecting it all the way back to incarla and, and and also you know uh, someone who has got a racket going to make money and other people do his work uh and and while they're not technically slaves they are because they have they can't eat. <laughs> Unless they would get get him parts. yeah so again some emotional cannon
1: yeah sorry you, no it's great <laughs> I, I think <laughs> it's a great phrase we need a t-shirt I'll we'll get around to that one um, you mentioned this so Ray ignites her blade and she's mm. kind of learned that lesson of that now it's not the time to run it's the mm. time to stand I encountered a bully it's sort of like she's practicing like you were saying hey this is what it is to have this power and stand up to a bully right Bzz, the hero's blade ignites and then she seems to realize. I can do this without actually hacking apart a spider person and uh, uses the Jedi mind trick to basically make him uh, Mm -hmm. make Arnia Arnia, uh, turn himself over to uh, the new authority, which is his slaves. Yeah, (laughs) His now freed slaves, mostly Jawa. Yeah, Jawa looking things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what I would guess by the artwork. But who knows? Um, How do you feel that she chose not to physically fight? She chose to stand Mm -hmm. and confront. But chose not to physically fight. She chose the mind trick.
4: I I like it. It's it, it, it's the Jedi way without knowing the Jedi way. Uh, it ties to a lesson she is going to learn. The whole galaxy is going to learn with, with with Luke again. A moment of you, you took a valiant stand. You need to run, and I and I'm going to be the one to allow you to run. Is is part of small part of yeah. Luke's, Luke's moment there. So she's going to learn that later there. Um, and again, also. Yeah, because I don't think she would have lost that fight. <laughs> no. So it's not a matter of of running to save herself, but running to go about it the right way. Yeah. And again, some inherent Jedi type of
1: mentality there. Yeah, like not a savoring of violence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It strangely reminds me, uh, uh, of the beat in uh, Raiders of the Last Lost Ark, where, um, where Indiana Jones shoots a guy instead of mm. having the elaborate fight. Yeah. So there isn't just an element of comedy to me of, of she's like, I've got this lightsaber. Yeah. I know uh, Leah has said like, hope will be with me always. I'm, I'm, I'm doing here. what Leah is telling me to do. I'm, I'm, I'm learn, run, 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 when to stand. I'm being a beacon of hope. Oh yeah. I learned Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. <laughs> they work really well too. Oh, yeah. That'll be a lot easier. So like there's, there's a nice bit of like deep pacifism and also yeah. like, it's easier. It's easier. <laughs> uh, so, basically, in this adventure, Rey, uh we learn that by the time she has arrived on Octo, she has fixed the Falcon, again, got it up to better work and snuff. Uh, she has been to scavenging heaven, <laughs> right, because... All these ships, she finds what she needs immediately because, like, I'm used to digging through sand to find broken, you know, worked over pieces like this. And then she real quick defeats a tyrant. Yeah. And she's aware of it has a funny line to chew of like, I'm paraphrasing, I had to overthrow a dictator. Yeah. Um, So she's, she's had some good adventures. Yeah. For you, how does that inform what she's feeling, where she's at when she's standing on that cliff offering... The hero's weapon to Luke Skywalker.
4: It So this is where sometimes the little stories around the corno, corner don't necessarily always work. It's on the surface for me a bit much to go back to that moment and think that she's climbed up those stairs uh, and also been to a junk planet and rebuilt. But I'm, I'm going to really not approach it with cynicism and just say <laughs> that that. In that moment she still view she remember she still has to look at Luke as the answer right she he's still so I'm gonna say that she just did this thing she just she just real quick like overthrew a dictator and, yeah. and reinstalled installed a new government that's what the first order wants to do and we need Luke to do that because I can't do that on a large scale yeah. so but I know that's great and that's what we need to do that's how I'm choosing to see she would take that moment into that yeah. Into the end of Force Awakens.
1: It, it really struck me as like, this is not... Like, we, we were talking about the difference between like, here's a fun pulp adventure where yeah. you see weird and cool things versus something that digs into the characters. And for me, this made a lot of sense of, hey, she ran into a situation that she could set everything right with mm-hmm. good intentions and literally the wave of her hand to Jedi Mind Trick, the dictator. Yeah. So that's really rich to me that she gets there kind of riding high on heroism. Yeah. And a simple version of heroism that Luke knows so often it's not that. Yeah. What if it's your loved one and they haven't done it yet? (laughs) It's not, they haven't done the evil thing yet. That's what I ran into. Not easy. Not easy. Super not easy. What if it's your dad? Yeah. You know, <laughs> not yeah. easy. And that's what Luke is trying to impart on her. And I think it it makes it more of a, a for lack of a better term, an emotional record scratch for Ray of like, yeah. Look, I I've I've been I just started this. I ju- I'm confused and frightened. Liz said hope was traveling with me. I don't I don't I, don't I haven't know. embraced yeah. that. I don't know exactly what that means. This lightsaber spoke to me, but I you know I defeated. Mm -hmm. kylo ren and then i you know uh, installed the new (laughs) government and overthrew a fascist but so it's uh, come on let's go do hero stuff teach me how to do more hero stuff yeah hero stuff easy right
4: (laughs) yeah yeah i actually really like that i really like when we phrase it this way when i look at it this way of her just like she she's talented kids got it all but still gotta learn some tough lessons and and Sometimes you come up and you hit a home run your first at bat, and the next time you the, the now people are striking you out, and now Luke's like, okay, cool. So the there's the uh, pirates raiding the uh, caretaker <laughs> village. The lesson we didn't see in the movie, yeah. and it's not always the answer you think, and and uh, and other times it's just a practical joke. So, um, <laughs> yeah, all good stuff. I like yeah. that, but I like that. Lay's got lay lay lay. Ray, as in Leia, as in <laughs> it's the second coming of Leia. I like that Ray has, I don't want to say false hope, but just, uh, or, fa- it's not false success. She's had success, but just a little bit of like, like you just said. Hey, cool.
1: Let's go. Uh, my name's
4: Luke Skywalker. We're here to rescue. Ben Kenobi sent me. Let's go. Yeah,
1: yeah. Just go. hasn't run into the yeah. complexities yet, yeah. right? Almost like, you know, you, you're really talented at something in high school and you go to college and like, oh, damn. Yeah. I am still very talented, and I had many successes. But uh, mm-hmm. the larger world has much to teach me. Yeah, kind of moment. Yeah. All right. So wrapping up uh, our conversation, uh, Ray says that she fears being alone, and Leia tells her that she'll never be alone. That she is carrying hope. I want to ask if you think that helps Ray, mm-hmm. and would it help you? Uh, I think it does help Ray. She's got a lot of these lessons to learn. I still
4: think it's it's she's not learning this moment again. And i are kind of repeating some themes, but. At the end of Last Jedi, it's starting to set in. That's what it means. That's what it means. Um, The bigger picture. Uh, The answer wasn't Luke. You're the answer. That person's the answer. Nine-num's the answer. We're all the the answer. We're all the answer. As far as me, yeah, I I like hope. Hope. Who doesn't (laughs) like hope? I want to carry with me because in my darkest moments, which I've had them, we've all had them. Uh, It's nothing worse than feeling alone, but also worthless. You know, when you're alone, you kind of feel there's no one there to... Put a hand on your shoulder. Yeah. And the promise of hope and the hope of another day is very valuable. And living to fight another day is yeah. very valuable. So, yeah, it would work for
1: me. Okay. Thanks, thanks, Leia. <laughs> Leia's given some free counseling uh, to all of us, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like it for Ray because I feel like it is the idea is implanted. And uh, I think it, it, maybe even in the comic it's super intentional to the line in Last Jedi where, like, you know, your sister sent me here with hope. Uh, and and Ray's not internalizing that that means her. She's projecting it all on Luke. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really love it uh, as a as an idea in the comic. I, I love it. It is an idea in real life because I, I think there is nobility to it, but there is also fear to it, right? Because there's mm. this burden of like, hey, if you you're kind of she's kind of asking her to be one of the leaders, yeah. and when you're the leader. You you both get the momentum of like, I'm not just doing this for myself. I'm doing it for other people. And you also got the, I hope I don't trip (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I'm doing this for other people. So I think it would help me more than it would hurt me. But I I think it's one of the great Mm -hmm. parts of Star Wars storytelling that, you know, sometimes you have to make the choice to stand. And when you're doing that, you're often doing that for other people. You're being a symbol for other people, whether you like it or not. Yeah, and that means you're you're carrying a a big bucket of hope that Leia gave yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> that's our episode about Leia's big <laughs> buckets of hope that she gives Star. to random people. Star Wars buckets of hope. <laughs> that was like almost that. the title for episode like that. nine. That is yeah. our look at the Ray comic. Absolutely, got to I, mean, I
4: think it too. How it also applies to Luke in the end, man. I, I, it's it's so rich there of that, that concept of. Luke ran, man, Luke ran. And now yep. it was no longer time. It, it, it's, it's a powerful theme. Yeah. Thank you, Joseph, for taking us through that, absolutely back to back comic episodes. And, uh I'm sure uh, we haven't even read the Age of Resistance Kylo one yet, so <laughs> <laughs> perhaps more to come. Let's go to audience questions. We like to do this, take some questions from all of you out there. We'll go to Twitter, and Nick Field, Nick underscore Field90 says, JJ seems like ending the Episode 9 trailers with major wow moments. Papa laugh. <laughs> Dark Ray, what do you think we might see in the final shot of the anticipated mid-October Monday night football trailer? Yeah, certainly no confirmation that's hap- happening, but it would make sense if that's what's happening yeah uh monday Night football on espn disney owned uh, that's what we've been the last couple of big movies let's do it uh so yeah. i think it's a great point nick uh JJ, jj 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 is very protective of his trailers doesn't want a lot out there particularly for nine um i hear tell he rejected several uh, uh, uh so far from what we've seen so he knows how to do good trailers
1: yeah yeah in this trailer if it does come where where we're all guessing where precedent has set mm-hmm. i i feel like the point of this trailer is like hey yes the people who went to star wars celebration or die hard star wars fans mm-hmm. they're they're all on it and have 800 theories this is the introduction of the movie to the general population yeah e- even though yes obviously people saw the trailer online and all that but monday night football is really yes. like let's get into the general general population yeah i think there's a slim possibility of Anakin. That's my outside guess because I I really do think he's going to appear and that would be a wow moment. Mm -hmm. But if I had to put money on it, I'd say the wow moment at the end will be a shot of Palpatine in the flesh. However, he's physically going to appear in the movie because that doesn't give us more information. And it really seems like JJ Abrams is, is being allowed to dole out the amount of information very slowly. Uh, So we've, We've got the laugh. We had the confirmation with Ian McDermott. He's in the poster, yeah, with an yeah. old school look. So, mm-hmm. I when when Nick sent in this question, which was mm-hmm. so great, I have no idea if this will be it in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I, I I got the image of like some you know horrible force ritual, dark ritual, in the blue tendrils emerging from an <laughs> object and just starting to form this like withered half Palpatine. That yeah. you, like you see that for literally half a second, but you wreck or, you know, you, the eyes glow yellow, you know, pfft, you know, uh, I, I don't even know if I want it, it, but that one seems to me like it would get us hardcore fans going nuts on theories of what is that moment? Yeah. How is he physically here? And for more casual fans to be like, Oh, a weird guy from 83 is back. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but see, that's, that's what's so interesting
4: is y- your point is excellent. This is the first big, you know, yeah, the downloads on YouTube, the watch, the views on YouTube of the yeah. trailers are, are obviously big, and the conversation. But let's get outside that bubble. Monday Night Football. Uh, you don't even have to be a super football fan. That's just kind of a let's have it on type thing. And then yeah. other people are going to hear. Oh, there's a Star Wars. So if you Palpatine, seems it, it, it's my bet. Um, I wonder. I don't because it would be. I think it would be somewhat of a lie. But what if what if the final shot is? Ghost Luke or the voice of Luke mm. coming out of the shadows, I'm here oh, with you now. Yeah. Now, that goes against what we've heard. And I'm uh, not saying this is what's going to uh, – this is, again, we, we are wildly speculating because it's a great question, Nick. Right. But because G- you're so right. This is what J.J. has done all through this. Even yeah. The, the, light, the dark side and the light. The Falcon pops up. Chewy, we're home. That all ev- everything – it's all big moments,
1: Emotionally right? perfect, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so
4: if 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 hey, you're watching football, you're a Star Wars fan, you grew up with it. I didn't like that they killed Luke in the last one. I hope he comes back in some mm. way.
1: Oh, he he isn't just giving a monologue. You're right. If he is do if it's a you know, shot of shimmering ghost Luke that yeah. we recognize as ghost Luke, but like arms raised up or right, hands outstretched, right. like he's doing something. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, powerful. <sighs>
4: Again, goosebumps. Not saying that that's going to even happen in the movie. And again, I think when I say it might be a lie, I don't. I'm not anticipating Luke to have a lot to do with the actual uh, plot mechanics and everything. Yeah. But um, that'd be good. But I I think Palpatine in in the actual form, like he steps out of the shadows. Well, hello there. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, That that'd be a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Other quick prediction: We've seen lots of shots of our heroes looking at things like one shot of them being shot at you know when they're on whatever that the speeder thing is Mm -hmm. i think on pasana i expect lots of quick shots of our characters in crisis because i think that's the like hey we're wrapping up the skywalker saga yeah can they beat palpatine yeah will they survive what hell will they go through i think is 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 gonna sell it well
4: we'll know soon enough yes we hope (laughs) Jonathan Chase said, John underscore D underscore Chase. Do you think we could see some sort of battle in the spirit realm in Episode 9, a la Kung Fu Panda 3? <laughs> Love that, Jonathan. I know it's unlikely, but as the ultimate evil in Star Wars, imagine Ray and Ben fighting Palpatine in the physical world while Luke and Anakin take him on in the Force. All right. So we're just talking about I don't think Luke's going to have a lot to do with this. But, hey, Jonathan... I'm all in on this kind of idea. Here. Maybe it's my uh, fan of Young Guns. Can they? How come they can't see us? We're in the spirit world. Boop. Um There's something fun about this. Yeah. There's something realistic in terms of possibility. Yes. Uh, JJ saying, you know, after watching Eight, I realized I didn't have to hold anything that I'd seen before in Star Wars. Yeah. Joseph, am I wrong for being a little hopeful that something like this could happen?
1: No, I think this one is just, it's dancing on this thematic line that I love. It's alive. It's dancing on (laughs) an exposed wire because I do think Anakin's going to be there. Mm. Uh, Obviously, we know Luke is going to be there. I do think it's possible that something more bizarre yeah. or powerful happens with the Force Ghost than just passing on wisdom. Mm. Maybe it is just passing on wisdom. Uh, there's a lot of people who hear the title, of The Rise of Skywalker, and feel like that is or should be Anakin, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think this is Ray in this generation's story. This yeah. is in Kylo's, Kylo slash Ben's story, to the point where... Those are the words that the trailers are telling us. I don't think J.J. Abrams is lying right. when Luke says, "We'll always be with you," hmm. but this is your fight. Right. So there's a part of me is like, yeah, I can totally see yeah. this. Yeah. But it would basically have to be like <laughs> Luke and Anakin. I'm, I'm this is facetious, but Luke and Anakin being like, we'll hold him down in the spirit <laughs> realm. You stab him in the heart, right? Like, there's got to be some way of like, great, yeah. great. All, all the props to our, our heroes, our legacy mm-hmm. heroes doing something unimaginable and cool. Yeah. But Ray and or hand in hand with Ben, they, to me, they, we're being told it's yeah. their fight. Yeah. Clearly by the the makers of the film. I know there are people out there who think that he would manipulate us on that. I don't mm. personally would. Mm. But also just go back to George Lucas looking at a Star Wars celebration and saying, these are movies about teaching a twelve-year-old how to live, and yeah. the if the final lesson of the Skywalker saga is <laughs> Ghost Grandpa will do it <laughs> for me. I don't think that's a lesson to twelve-year-olds. Yes, and 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 the stated lesson of last Jedi. Yes, know, like <laughs> redefining the hero a little bit. Yeah. Um, so so I guess I'm the, basically like yes, yes yes that would be so awesome I can see it but yes. with but there's got to be a, a spin there for it to the, make sense to what I think yeah. the movie
4: will be about. Jonathan's brought up something that is, uh, it almost is the ignite the green of, of this. <laughs> and all due respect, <laughs> release least the, Anakin. yeah, our friend still Saunders, who was kind of behind a lot of the hashtag ignite the green, and I was with him too. And, and, and he got st- it from a certain point it, of view review and still to stills credit. That's one of the things he was like, that's what I thought I wanted and I didn't get it and it turned out to be better than I wanted. and, and, and something like this of a big a I hear a lot of theories but what if what if what if, what if? And, and I think you need to go to the base level themes that, that have been p- at play in Star Wars for 40 years now and that yeah. would be more the answer but something like this is still cool also it's, uh, Jonathan really snuck in the Ben Demption Oh, yeah. Real subtle-like. Yeah. And that's smooth. smooth. (laughs) The Ben is assumed, (laughs) right? Yeah. Great stuff, Jonathan. Uh, Nick, from Patreon we go uh, to... To Patreon we go. Eric Godet writes, Will the hotel ever be priced so families could go? (laughs) Who is the target audience for that right now? I don't get it. Eric, I am with you. Yeah. I, uh, I, as someone who... Has not been to Galaxy's Edge yet because in large, because of the price point. Uh, not saying old money bag scrimshaw over here is rolling because you <laughs> got to go. No, but it's something you have to prepare for.
1: It's something we prepare yeah. for. And uh, yes, my mm-hmm. wife and I, who have no children, mm-hmm. not even pets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we save up money for things like Galaxy's Edge specifically. Yeah. And if I still lived in Minneapolis, no way in hell Yeah, could I have gone to Galaxy's Edge. Right. It's because I live in hours drive away and that's not a thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we stayed in a hotel where you know i i'm very very grateful that the cockroaches did not fly me away in the <laughs> middle of the night like it wasn't terrible but it was you know i'm not i was not I lying on know satin sheets yeah, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> uh so i i totally get this and I, I i understand like if you're a family of totally reasonable means mm-hmm. it's still an insane amount of money. I don't know the actual prices of the hotel. I haven't bothered to look them up because I didn't want to feel that that heartbreak just yet. Cause I didn't
4: look up because I'm like, there's no point.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, go. yeah. It, it, and for me, it's like, well, yeah. When you open the one up in California and take out the airfare, and maybe I can, you mm-hmm. know, for me. Uh, so I think Eric makes a great point. I, I think it's a, something that we could always um, be sensitive to in the larger Star Wars community that. Uh, obviously, I, I have made the choice to give a lot of my mm-hmm. money. Sometimes when I have it, sometimes when I didn't, yeah. uh, to Lucasfilm, Star Wars, Disney. But you can get caught up in the it's so fun, every Star Wars fan's yeah. dream ever. And just remember that, like, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of us that might be our dream, but it's mm-hmm. uh, not our wallet's reality. Look, Disney Plus six ninety nine is a fair price.
4: There's 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 a situation where that's tough for me, you know, like yeah. if I'm not like you, I have to make a choice. So, so, uh, yeah, the that's it's a problem, Eric. It's certainly not just a problem in Star Wars, it's a yeah. problem uh, everywhere. It's the realities of this and that, and what are you paying for, and the parking fees, and blah blah blah. Um, but as far as Star Wars and who the target audience is, I think there's a little bit, I think. They have to be aware of it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure with their research they're building into it and everything. But they seem to be slightly caught off guard with Galaxy's Edge. Again, down only three percent, which means your wait time is now 40 minutes and instead of 45. All right. That's not a big one, but there seem to be a little bit of they shall come. If you build it, they will come. And no, because the reality is a family of four going to Galaxy's Edge, that's your trip for the year. Yeah. And and maybe that is the answer, you know. Every year we got one trip as a family. And most of the time it's Yosemite, you know. Would it have been Galaxy's Edge? I would have campaigned for it. <laughs> um, but even getting there, you know, it, it's tough. So it's it's the harsh realities of it. Yeah. yeah. I don't have the... I, I wish I could comfort you, Eric. Yeah. And get you a room in the Starship Hotel.
1: Yeah. Whatever it's called. My big childhood trip was going to Grandma's house two, hour, two hours away and hoping that that convenience store had a action figure I was looking for that they didn't have at home. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I understand. Mm. And hopefully... Uh, I think one practical thing is maybe once all these things kind of explode, mm-hmm. hopefully Disney will roll them into a little bit more of their, you can buy an annual pass and, yeah. you know, save for it a little bit more within the sort of Disney system. Absolutely. A uh, good question,
4: Eric. Uh, final one from Levi Bond. Who's your favorite clone commander captain besides Rex or Cody? The unique armor of one uh, scene, background troopers always capture my interest. My personal favorite being commander Bakara from revenge of the Sith. All right. So I'm going to, I was going to, I had an answer, and I'm like, I will admit, (laughs) I'm pretty bad on clone commanders. If I was to hit that category in a trivia contest, I would hand the crown over to Joseph or Alex. Um, But what's a Gree? Commander Gree? Yeah. I like him. Yeah. Though I do believe his head gets chopped off. Sure does. Yeah,
1: but I like the look of (laughs) him. Yeah, yeah. I read this question too quickly, and I thought he was just asking general uh, clones uh, mm-hmm. And I was going to go fives because fives mm-hmm, is you the know. MVP. Yeah. Uh, so many great clone Wars stories he's in. Yeah. But for commander captain. Yeah. I would say agree. because yeah. There is something about there's some st- cool look. Yeah. For the armor, you know, I, I've I've had uh, I've had that battalion uh, on uh, is my clone armor on yeah, yeah. Battlefront. I usually switch it back to Obi Wan's and Cody's. Yeah, uh, I think I have it actually now, two hundred and twelfth. But yeah. Um, yeah, so just aesthetically looks cool. Hey, it's hmm. it's clones, uh, yeah. clone commander working with Wookies, working with Yoda yeah. until suddenly he wasn't, and then <laughs> suddenly he just wasn't at all. Uh, no, he's
4: dead. <laughs> yep. Great question, Levi. Well, I'll tell you what, Levi, you've inspired me to pull down uh, a visual encyclopedia off the shelf and maybe nice. pay attention to a little more Clone Commanders. Thank you, Levi, Eric, Jonathan, Nick. Great questions. If you have a question for us, you can reach out on Twitter, Force Center Pod, Use the hashtag Force Center. If you just want to talk about today's episode, like our Facebook page, uh, follow us on Instagram, YouTube, website, currently net. We'll give you a heads up. We might be switching it uh, to another URL, another little site. But stay tuned for right now. That's the one. tpublic.com slash user slash four centers where our merch is at. Tweet us a pic and we'll share it. Podcast are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher. Tune in. And, of course, Anchor's a new home. You can still find it on Potomatic for the time being. We're in the middle of that transition. Bear with us. But you can find it on all the big spots. Um, I, think, uh, I think I've think i explained that as clumsily but uh, as, as succinctly as I can. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was very accurate. Very honest. Sometimes reality is clumsy. So- yeah,
1: we're in this middle of this uh, switch of podcasting hosting sites. so. Uh, but we are still on Patreon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash 4Center uh, to read a little bit more. If you are a patron, we just put out a request uh, for more questions, just like the ones that you heard in this episode. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we're going to be gathering up some more questions in lots of different fun ways. But if you'd like to support us on Patreon, that helps us out a ton. You can go to Patreon. Patreon.com/slash Force Center.
4: We got a great new this the segment going on. Uh, the 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 will of the force is yeah. really fun. Um, I just mailed out cards, if the collector cards, uh, set out four sets, some people uh, do and overdo, quite frankly, definitely one. Uh, I got those out, one's going all the way to Sweden. Wow. So uh, hopefully you get your cards, uh, let me know. <laughs> I got <laughs> the tracking numbers. Uh, that's that. We got our own stuff we're working on, too, outside of Star Wars, and sometimes very much in Star Wars. Uh, Joseph, <laughs> what's going on with you?
1: Yeah, I got a couple things going on. My podcast, Obsessed, I just recently did an episode uh, with my wife about action figures and knowing how many people who listen to Force Center, big action figure fans. We uh, not surprisingly talk about Star Wars, talk about the mountain of action figures on my table. We're recording at my place today. You can see the mountain right here. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you can find information on my website at com. Also on my website is links to my live shows. I have one coming up here in Los Angeles this coming Friday. It is the Game Night Variety Show. Come see me say comedy about something that I haven't decided yet. The suspense <laughs> is killing me, so I don't know what it's doing to you. Uh, but you can always find me on social media as well at Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh,
4: great. i, I got to get out to one of those shows again. Uh, it's the curse of, of living in uh, L.A. Too um, many things too to many do. Too uh, But they're great fun. If you're local and you've never seen one of uh, the shows they put on, Joseph and Laser put on a great show. It's just a fun hangout environment and you'll make some new friends. So that's there. Uh, for me, go to KenNapsack.com for information on uh, where to my by my book why we love star wars other shows i do the baseball column is up on flag sports and i bringing up my email because i can confirm it um here it is uh la comic con uh sunday the sunday show the 13th i'll be there for two panels one's called carving out your own path in entertainment i'll tell you how not to do it and the other <laughs> one is pop culture needle drop uh our friends claudia Dolph and uh Ariano put those on and uh i got invited back to those and just confirmed uh just before we started recording via email, (laughs) so I'll be there as well. But like I said, just go to KenNamSec.com for all the information. Uh, We're out of here. Big show. We love diving into these themes and the emotional canon of Star Wars. We hope you do, too. We'll see you next time. This was Force Center.